The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I still remember we had a crazy scenario. I have a short list of people who are mad about tzedakah. They love tzedakah. And they say to me, Rabbi, anytime you have a, a good case, you know, let me know. I always like to be involved. And every once in a while we have something interesting. Somebody passes away. Unfortunately, they're going to cremate him. They don't have enough money. We have the mitzvah of being able to pay for him to get a Jewish burial. So, uh, you have a guy, they buried him. There's no family members. He didn't have a stone. He didn't have a, a tombstone. He didn't have a matzeva. Beautiful mitzvah. But it's, a ra- it's rare. Another case, you had someone who, you know, needed a life-saving treatment, not covered by insurance. For a small amount of money, we could pay. The guy would save his life. Save a life. So we get these cases every once in a while. And I posted on this little shortlist group on WhatsApp. And people kind of come in. Anyway, we had one such case involving, uh, I think it was a Holocaust survivor who, who maybe kind of fell out of his religion because of everything that he saw and all the suffering that he had and no one could judge him. And at a certain point in his life, he decided, he said, you know, I really would like to put on tefillin. So I had, came to my shortlist and I said, guys, there's a Holocaust survivor who's asking. He wants a pair of tefillin. We'd like to buy him a pair of tefillin. He's going to put it on every day. Is there a bigger, more beautiful mitzvah than that? But I didn't know, and I wanted to respond right away, so I put it there, and I put it on social media. If I tell you I was flooded, how many pairs of tefillin were thrown? I mean, barmenan, but you know what I mean, right? Were thrown at me. Please take this one. Anyway, the, the story actually went viral. The guy sent me, the grandkid sent me a video of him putting on a tefillin. It was very touching. Anyway, guy calls me up a week later. He says, someone just forwarded me that you are collecting money. You want to get a pair of Holocaust of my pair of tefillin? I said, Hada, he's swimming in tefillin. You <laughs> don't need no more tefillin. Rabbi Rashi, Rabbi Nutam, maybe Rabbi Nuperet, I don't even know. Other Ishonim, the guy, you know, it's not, we, we, we allocated those tefillin to other people. Listen to this. This is so beautiful. He said to me, he goes, would you mind, could you give me the number? Could you give me the phone number of any one of the people that was part of the original crew who donated money for the, uh, for the tefillin. I said, I don't know that I'm at liberty to give out some people's personal information. I can, I can ask, right? I said, but you don't mind my asking, why do you want to call them? And he said, I have to have a piece of this mitzvah. I'll pay any price to anyone that was in on that first thing. I'll pay any price to buy out their portion in the mitzvah. He missed the mitzvah already, but he's desperate. Anyway, I said, listen, not gonna call. I said, there's one or two people that were part of it in the beginning. I could call them. I know that they won't mind the phone call. I called them. They said, forget it. Not in a million years. <laughs> he was willing to pay any price. Not in a million years. You know why? I'll end with this. Many, many years ago, my father in, on Yom Kippur was at the Beit Knesset. And you know how it is in the Syrian shuls, right? In the Syrian shuls. Then <laughs> Hazan points. The next guy gets it. All the hashubis, you know, get the anenu, you know, some kid, one guy who cannot sing to save his life. Isn't it amazing? Always the guy who can't sing, tone deaf, does the longest anenu. You ever notice that? Guy with the beautiful voice is anenu. The other guy's It's amazing. Okay. Anyway, so everyone, they're giving out the anenus to everybody. Comes the last anenu. It's Yom Kippur. So I think the Chazam pointed at my father, rabbi of the Knis. My father starts saying, anenu. Some other guy, at the same time, starts anenuing, right? And that's the verb. Stereo sound, anenu. Two places. Anyway, my father, I don't even know if he realized, 
he's, you know, he's singing Ananu, the other guy's singing Ananu. The man stands up, screams at my father publicly on Yom Kippur, telling him, you know, now shut up, singing Ananu, what are you doing? Like, shambles, humiliates in public the rabbi on Yom Kippur in his own shul. At the time, we lived in the shul. My father doesn't say anything. If you know my father, most Adami, nicest person in the world. My father gets up, doesn't say anything. Goes upstairs. We lived in the shul. Goes upstairs. People want to pray upstairs. You can imagine. Like someone set up a bomb in the shul. My father's very hurt. Upstairs. Okay. Ronnie Safdi. Hashem should give him Arichut Yemim Comes upstairs. And he knocks on the door. He says, Rabbi, please, you know, come downstairs. We're waiting. The, we're not going to carry on with the prayers without the rabbi. It's not right. You should come downstairs. My father said, no, thank you very much. I appreciate it. He goes, I think I'm just going to pray. I'll pray tonight. Up, I'll pray here. He's very embarrassed. Imagine. Then Ronnie said something amazing. Rabbi, I would like to purchase for $5,000 the sacha, the reward that you get for being humiliated publicly and not opening your mouth and responding. Can I buy the zechut that you just had for $5,000? My father says, no, you can't. And then my father went downstairs because Ronnie Safdie had reframed this embarrassing situation, this difficult situation, in a way where it was something that was worthy of being purchased for $5,000. Didn't understand this point. What made these guys unwilling to sell it? If I told them before the mitzvah, you know, oh, I need the tefillin, and the guy calls me up and I tell him, look, you know, if you want, I can ask someone else. They might have said, okay, ask someone else. They might have. But now someone's coming to you and says, I will pay anything for your portion in that mitzvah. What are you going to tell the guy? Sure, I think uh, two ninety nine should do it. What are you going to say? Someone exp- explained, expressed to you another way to look at the mitzvot. Sas anuchi al imratecha. I rejoice over your words as if I found the biggest treasure in the world. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.